KMIH Mercer Island, a station Ah, where the music matters. Hey Islanders, you're listening to Breakfast on the Bridge, the featured morning show of KMIH 88.9 The Bridge, bringing you a smoldering serving of local sports, news, and talk on the island. Grab a plate, grab your cutlery, and enjoy the show. Welcome back. This is Haley and Chloe on 88.9 on The Bridge. And we're super excited to be here this morning for the 8 a.m. hour. And it's going to be an exciting hour of radio. Me and Chloe usually do food topics because we have a food show called Eating Adventures. But today we're going to be doing like local things in our community. And we'll also have a little food segment at the end. So stay tuned for that. Um, first, let's talk about um, how the Mercer Island High School's Drama Department is putting on Monty Python Spam a lot. I mean, that's pretty cool. It is. Um, I've personally never been to a Mercer Island High School drama production, so I think this might be my first. Really? You've never been to one? Never. Maybe in, like, elementary school, because I feel like we used to go as kids with our friends, but never in high school. Yeah, no, I've been... I think the first one I've been to was when I was in, like, eighth grade, and it was Mamma Mia, and I just remember that being, like, amazing and spectacular, and I was, like, in awe of all the high school students. And then, like, now, it's kind of, like, funny looking back at it, because, like, now we're, like, juniors in high school, so then it's, like, wait, that's, like, our age when we were, like, so little looking up to the people playing. Even for, like, high school, just high school anything, like, sports band drama whatever I feel like we always felt so young they always felt so old but like now we're the old ones you know I agree it's definitely like so weird to see anyways Monty Python's spam a lot is coming up um and I did do an interview with Kyle Gristel so should we we can listen to that next um Mercer Island High School's drama department is performing its fall musical, Monty Python Spamalot, and their next three and final performances will be this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at 7 p.m., with special guest appearances by Principal Wold and English teacher Mr. Johnson. Kyle Gristel, who has the lead role of King Arthur, describes what this musical is about. Yeah, Spamalot is a, I guess I'll call it a capital C comedy, because, you know, there's very little heart, very little drama, but it's, it's meant to make you laugh. Um, and it's based on Monty Python and the Holy Grail, uh, but since it's a musical, it's even more self-aware. Christelle also talks about what he's looking forward to and what the audience can expect with the special appearances during these three final performances. Yeah, so it's a really small appearance, and I think it's not particularly exciting. Um, so what's more fun to me is the idea that Wold and Johnston and all those guys are going to be backstage with us during the show, seeing all the sweat and hearing all the profanity that you get from that unique backstage experience. Um, in terms of the audience participation during the show, which is not auctioned off, it's just randomly selected during intermission by our wonderful stage manager, Kindred McQueen. Um, but that, the uh, audience member has no idea that they're about to be brought on stage and interviewed by me. And so that tends to be uh, the most fun kind of participation aspect. And, you know, I, I try to mess up their name and at least, you know, riff on one joke about who they are as a person to keep it fresh and a lot of my friends who have come to see the show uh have been like oh so you guys like you asked like you you did some stuff that beforehand right and it's like no no it's it's live it's fresh you can come support monty python spam a lot for their last three performances on thursday friday and saturday at 7 p.m this is Haley, and thank you for listening to 889.
the bridge. Awesome interview, Haley. That was very informal, actually, because I did not know that people come on stage for Monty Python. I didn't know either until I interviewed him, because it's like, imagine you're in the audience, and then like they choose you during intermission, and then all of a sudden, you're up on stage with Kyle, who plays the lead role of King Arthur, and he's just like asking you questions, he's doing some improv. Like That just seems so cool and so unique for a, a musical. That would be terrifying for me. I would be terrified too. I don't think I could do that. Like, do you know what he asks? He, I don't know. He just says that, like, he makes fun of the people, makes them, like, uncomfortable, makes them laugh. Because it is, like, a comedy. So I think, like, that's one of the main goals of getting, like, new people up on stage. Oh, I guess it kind of fits in with their theme of flying cows, killer rabbits, and British royalty. Is that what's on, like, their that's on, that Yeah. Poster? Yep. Well, that's funny. Well, maybe this Thursday, Today. Friday, Saturday, all at 7 p.m., we can all go to the pack and watch Monty yeah, Python. starting today. Um, and actually today there's a special appearance by our principal, Mr. Wald. So that should be interesting to see. And tomorrow's Johnston. Yeah, your favorite. I wonder what they do backstage. Just like watch, know, just watch like from behind. Tour. Yeah, like VIP cool. pass vibes. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. Well, you know for... Johnston how you do like mocks what if you did like what are like mockumentaries Mm -hmm. as an assignment for the class what if you did like live mockumentaries do you think that would be different that reminds me of this thing we had this like assignment to do I guess you would call like speeches or poems in old English we had to stand up in front of the class and read this poem in old English oh that's like basically the same thing you know fun yeah, it's it was definitely a performance. Um, there was a group of kids in our class who memorized it. They they got all dressed up. Oh, so that's, that's basically commitment. the same thing. Yeah. Do you remember in fifth grade? It was like you put on like a musical or like a play for your school. I don't know if it if for you it was in it, fifth yeah. grade, but for me it was in fifth grade, and I did that. And I just remember being like, oh my god! I had like two lines, and I was just like freaked out. It's like the all-school musical. We have the fifth grade play, and then one with, like, all the grades. Is that what you had? We just had the fourth and fifth grade play, so it was, like, what everybody was looking forward to when, like, they reached that age level. And then once I got there, I did it, and I was, like, freaked out. What was your What was your topic, or what was your play? It was actually kind of interesting. I think, like, the students, like, wrote the play. Like, fifth grade students oh, were the place. So it was okay. a very interesting thing. Like, there was, like, Oompa Loompas. There were school buses. It was just, like, it was everything. It was, like, everywhere. And then I was, like, a commentator. I don't even know. Ours was Shrek. Oh. Yeah. It was actually so good. What were you? What was your role? I was a Duloc person. You know that, like, perfect village that Farquad goes to visit? I was one of those. I didn't audition for a big girl because no way Too I could do pressure. that. Mm-hmm. That's so much pressure. But Natalie's son, Lincoln, was Lord Farquaad. <laughs> was it a good performance? It was so good. We can that maybe have like Natalie so come on and talk about Shrek. <laughs> yeah. I actually haven't watched Shrek in forever, so maybe it's time for a little rewatch. I think the most fun thing about like school plays is that all your friends are like the ones on stage. Like your closest friends could be like the lead role, and it's just so fun to watch them do their thing. You know, I'm sad that I don't have, like, a good friend in the play, because I would just, I'd be coming every single, every single night just watching them, because <laughs> I think it's so fun 
to see like your friends do like their their thing because like they're so good at it you know you can go and support kyle yeah we will support kyle. Mm-hmm. it's gonna be so good i went last year did you go to greece last year no. i did not i went to greece last it year. looks it so actually, good though. it was actually good i saw pictures it looks so fun because like you see people and seniors that you know because like you know brielle she was like mm-hmm. the main lead too and yeah i recommend seeing them I'm excited for the spring musical because they usually have a fun idea, too. I wonder what the theme is going to be. Mm-hmm. We should guess. We should we, guess. We can, we can make predictions. Oh, I think it's going to be, like, Barbie or something. I'm not going to lie. Like, that would be so cool. A Barbie play? Barbie musical. Barbie musical. What if it's, like, Hamilton? No. <laughs> imagine them doing Barbie. Like, that is such That'd a good idea. That would be so fun. Like, that just came to the top of my mind, and now I'm like, that is such a good idea. They should make them mandatory, so, like, everyone has to go, you know? Yeah. That'd be fun. Like, we all go during English class. Like, yeah. Sometimes that happens. Oh, my gosh. It could be, like, aligning with the book that we're reading. Yeah. We could be reading a feminist book, like, woman empowerment book, and watch the Barbie musical. Like, that lines up so well. Good idea. Maybe we can talk to our, our, our English teacher about that. Like, I remember in ninth grade, we were reading... Or we weren't reading. We were just, like, learning about the Odyssey and, like, the Iliad and that. Oh, yeah, we watched it. And then every, like, ninth grade English class, like, went to the PAC, which is our auditorium. And then we watched a scene from the play that the the musical, the play that they were putting on, which was the Odyssey. So, like, that lined up perfectly. So they just seemed to, like, plan it out, say, oh, we're going to read this woman empowerment book about empowering women. And then we're all going to go to the... Barbie and watch a yeah. scene of what's like a good scene of the very impactful scene with have you watched the Barbie movie? I have not. Chloe. Anyways, there's a scene where she's like, women can do anything. Um, I don't know. It was just a good speech, so we could watch that scene. Maybe we can make it mandatory that we watch Barbie first, you know, and then we go watch the play, so we can you know contrast the two. That's a good one. That is a good one. Um, you know, I just, it's so fun to think about so many new ideas. Okay, you know what's a crazy thought? The theater's kind of, like, tucked away on the side, and I never, like, think about that it's there. I walk by the theater every day at our school, and I just, like, forget about it. Because, like, it's actually such a big space, you know? It's huge. Because, like, we have our gym, which is, like, for sports, basketball, and stuff, and we have our theater. So, like, it just, like, tucked away to the side. Imagine if there was a class there, like, a lecture hall. That'd be so fun. Yeah, like, that'd be so college vibes. We can move our block class into the theater. Honestly, I feel like teachers should use the theater more often. Like, it's, like, just, like, a responsible, serious place for learning. I, I think it's so funny. Like, when they open the doors, it's there. But when they close the doors, it's gone. I don't know where the theater goes half the time, but... <laughs> It magically appears. It does. Well, anyways, Monty Python Cinderella Musical will be today, Thursday, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday at 7 p.m. And today there will be Mr. Rolls, and tomorrow Mr. Johnson will make an appearance. So come check it out if you haven't already. And yeah, super excited for what the drama department has in store. Also around the school, 
the band, our high school band, is going to the Thanksgiving Day Parade. I think they're leaving on Sunday. Which Correct. is also insane. Like, they're actually going to New York. Like, I remember them announcing it maybe like a year and a half ago that they were going to the Macy's Day Parade. And then I was like, oh, that's so far away. But we've already, we're already like there. Like, we're almost at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is crazy. Just a few more days, then they'll be in New York. I love New York. They're going to have so much fun. I I, I kind of disagree about that, but... You don't you love know. New York? No. Yes, no. It's just a lot. It's just a lot. I mean, like, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is a lot by itself. So, like, have New York altogether. person? No, but on TV, it's, oh. like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The big floats and everything. Mm-hmm. I've watched this scene where, like, the Barney, I think, one of the floats, like, popped and fell, but... That won't happen this time. I don't think that will That's happen so this sad. time. Yeah. Okay. There was this King 5 interview with all the band students like a few weeks ago. And Erica said something that like blew my mind. She said she just wants to see how the floats are like blown up. Oh, yeah. You Erica Suckis is like is one of our friends who's in band. I mean, like that must be so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like that is such a good point. That was a good answer by her. Very good. Anyway, speaking of Erica, I did do a short little interview with her about what the band is going to do at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, so we can listen to that right now. First Island High School's band program is heading to New York City next week to perform during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I had the pleasure of talking to Erica Sotkis, who is a junior on the band line and plays snare. She first talks about her packed itinerary leading up to the big parade. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty excited for the Central Park performance that we're gonna do and also we just learned that we're gonna go on the Today Show which is also super exciting and I was looking at the itinerary and it's pretty packed (laughs) and so I think we're doing a lot of like touring of New York um, which I'm super excited for as well and then we're also doing a lot of rehearsal like on Monday we have a whole day full of rehearsal like we're doing nothing but rehearse in this giant facility (laughs) which will be fun but definitely It'll be a lot of work and not a lot of sleep. So, yeah. Erica also gives us a glimpse of what the performance will be like and what songs the band is playing. Yeah, no, they pretty much told us that we would play everything we've ever played in band at, like, in New York. So, like, we have a really, a pretty long uh, performance in Central Park where we're going to play every song that we play at, like, the amphitheater um and also just like at football games so all of like our basic you know hey soul sister hey baby and then some of the new york stuff like welcome to new york um which is what we played at uh all island band night and then um empire state of mind which we're also performing for the today show uh so those will be fun good luck to the mercer island high school band program in new york and thank you for listening to 88.9 the bridge once again, another great interview by Haley. What did you think about er- what Erica said? It was just, like, insane to hear how busy they are. I mean, like, I'm friends with them, so I talk to them, like, during the school day and stuff, and they just, like, say how they, wa- they have to wake up at, like, 4 a.m. some days, and it just, like, seems like such a packed schedule and so busy and, like, a lot of, like, mental and physical strength to get through the four days they're in New York, but I think they'll have a lot of fun and, like, all their hard work because they've been, like, practicing a lot, a lot. 
will finally like pay off when they do the performance. No, I've heard that band's like very strict schedule for New York. And I see them practicing like after school, so many nights, so late at night. They're just very dedicated people. No, when it was soccer season and I'd be like coming back from my games on the bus, they'd be practicing on like our fields, like this in the stadium from like six to eight or something. And it was like freezing cold outside and all of them would be out there like practicing like every Thursday. That's crazy. Erica also mentioned that she has to walk like many, many miles. I don't know how many exact. With her drum on her back, like it's so heavy. Imagine playing like the French horn though. That must be so heavy. So crazy. French horn, drums, very heavy. But they have to walk quite a long ways, so good exercise. Yeah, good exercise, good little good music. Stroll, yeah, stroll through New York City. Like that's a way to tour the city, I guess. Be in, be in the parade. That's so fun. And the Central Park um, performance that she talked about also seems super fun. Yeah, they're playing all their songs, which I think is it's just like so funny to hear how she was just like, yeah, we're just playing all our songs that we've ever learned in our entire lives, and I think it'll be. A very song-filled and good performance. They should have this, like, live person that just, like, follows them so we can all watch the live stream from back here. That'd be fun. I think. No, I'm excited to, like, watch it and see them. I'll be like, oh, my God, there's Erica. There's all little band friends. I mean, like, have you been, you've been to UW football games before. Um, No. no. I've been Never. The, I've been to the UW tailgate, but not actually inside. <laughs> so you went tailgating and left? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I need to bring you one day. I assumed you would go because the UW band is very good. The, like, marching itself just, like, blows my mind. So do you think, like, the Marissa High School, their performance will be on par with the UW band? For sure it will be. Okay, well, I'm excited to watch it next Thursday morning for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And speaking of New York and the songs they're playing, Erica did mention they're playing Welcome to New York. So here's Welcome to New York by Taylor Swift. Next up, we have Sports with Annabelle. You're listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. It's Annabelle Hegarty with your sports headlines. Last night, the Seattle Kraken took a 3-4 loss to the Edmonton Oilers. Oilers player Evander Kane scored the tying goals in the third period and then completed his seventh career hat trick two minutes and 57 seconds into overtime, rallying Edmonton to the win. Tonight, the Kraken hosts the New York Islanders. The Islanders are second to last in the Metropolitan Division, so sports fans are predicting that the Kraken will take the win tonight. Sticking with Seattle sports teams, the Seahawks will travel to SoFi Stadium in California to take on the LA Rams this Sunday at 1.25 p.m. This is the second time the Seahawks are facing off the Rams this season. The last time Seahawks lost 27-23, and they're looking to get a win against their division rivals this season. This past weekend was the National Women's Soccer League Finals. Seattle's OL Reign lost 1-2 to the San Diego Waves, but Seattle soccer legend Megan Rapinoe had an injury in the first few minutes. Yesterday, we received confirmation that it was a tear in her Achilles tendon. Rapino is receiving hate for comments she made on Instagram saying, This injury is proof that I am a normal human and not God. Although this was Rapino's last professional game ever, she had to have her last game ever end with an injury. This was Annabelle Hegarty reporting for KMIH 88.9 The Bridge. Now back to Breakfast on the Bridge. 
Thank you, Annabelle. That is some crazy sports news. That is so sad, you know, Megan Rapinoe. She's such like a women's soccer legend, or like a soccer legend in general, and I can't believe she ended her last game with an injury. She's like Seattle's shining star for yeah. women's soccer. Well, she's like the U.S.'s shining star with like the World Cup a couple years ago. Seattle especially. Yeah. Well, Annabelle was also talking about hockey, and I know, Chloe, you're a big hockey fan. I'm so excited. So Haley and I and a couple of our friends have a fantasy hockey league, even though many of us don't know about hockey, including myself. Um, It's just something that we do for fun. And I absolutely love it. Um, We we did a draft, I guess, a month ago, I would say. Um, And Haley, how's that been going for you? Um, We don't really have to talk about it. Um, you see, my team is called I Love My Rookies, and that also implies that I did draft almost all rookies. And do rookies get a lot of playing time? Not really. No. Not really. <laughs> so I do have all the top prospects of this season, like Connor Bedard. Jack Hughes. He's not a rookie, though. Jack Hughes. I also have Jack Hughes, who's the one of the exceptions to not being a rookie. Um, Luke Hughes. And yeah, lots of good prospect rookies, just not the strongest team out there. Chloe, how's your hockey fantasy team doing? I was going so strong. I was three and one. Now I'm three and two. Next week I'm gonna be three, three and three. And three. <laughs> Who are you playing this um, week? Well, do you want to tell us like okay. a little backstory about why you guys play fantasy hockey? Well, we have a bunch of friends in a like a different block class than us and they're a bit scared at first so we decided that you know to make everyone happy to get everyone's spirit up we should create a fantasy hockey league so it could be a communal topic that everyone can talk about that's a it's actually a very good idea like imagine if our block class had like a fantasy like hockey league or something i mean like last year um our friend Addie. And I, we did a March Madness bracket for class. Maybe we'll do that. That'd be fun. And that was fun. Even though no one knew about March Madness basketball in our class. A few people did, but it was just a fun thing to do. No, March Madness is easy because, like, you just have to pick the teams once and then just, like, sit back, relax, do whatever you want. No, we did a March Madness one, did we? Okay. Well, is March Madness that? Yeah, no. Yeah, I was yeah, like yeah. psyching myself out. Yeah, it's like college college basketball. We picked based on logos or names. And, and we, vibes. we actually did so good. We actually did pretty good. We did pretty good. And it's actually like kind of fun when you do March Madness because then you can like keep track of the teams. Like I never watch like basketball or like college basketball, but like it was kind of fun just like checking the scores, just like getting glimpses of like the games and stuff. Okay, you know what's so sad, back to hockey, is that I can't watch Kraken games anymore because I have to pay for them. I have to pay extra to watch them. There, you have to pay? You have to pay extra. That's insane. Why? I don't know. So I couldn't watch the game. But a few days ago, Sidney Crosby got a hat trick. I could not watch that either. You play so I'm just Kraken? so sad. No, Sidney Crosby, my favorite team, Pitt. Pittsburgh? penguins cute 
we have Kraken Max, who's like icon at the station. He does like the Kraken news, and he's like an eighth grader, and he always keeps people updated on how the Kraken are doing. They're not. They haven't been doing the best from what I've no. been hearing. <laughs> My team is like all Kraken. Oh, you're so loyal to your I hometown. I got I got the good ones though. I have Maddie Meniers, Jared McCann, Borgen, my favorite Yamamoto. All my favorite players. They're all my favorite. Cute. Cute, cute, cute. No, I think I have some like injured people and like people in the IR in my in my what's it called? Lineup or whatever. And I'm just yeah. I'm too lazy to change them. That's okay. This is for fun. I've already accepted that I'm gonna get last place, so We'll see. We'll see. You were close one one week. I was. You were. I don't know, but on to happier news, my fantasy football team is doing so good. I am first place currently. No way. Seven and three. Um, thank you, Travis Kelsey. Love you so much. Um, he's how did carrying, you pick your team? Um, based on vibes. Okay. I actually didn't deal with any help from my brother, so he does not take any credit for my achievements in fantasy football. And I've actually clinched playoffs, so I'm doing very good. Is Travis Kelsey your number one player? Yeah, he was my first draft pick. Before Taylor. I literally predicted, Taylor. I literally predicted their relationship because I not only drafted Travis Kelsey, I also drafted... I don't know his name, like DeAndre, I don't know, that's not his first name, just kidding. Sanders? Something Swift on the oh. Eagles, and like, that's there's so like funny. the TikToks with like Swift yeah. and Kelsey, or yeah, Swift uh-huh. and Kelsey on the Eagles, because like his older brother plays on the Eagles. Um, So I literally predicted their relationship, so you're welcome, everybody. I'm literally a fortune teller, so yeah. Do you like, um, oh my gosh, I forgot this for hockey or football better? Um, I mean, I watch football more, so I guess football. But hockey's fun, too. Like, I'm not opposed to either. We should have a baseball league. Oh, you see, baseball is very long. Baseball is a I long baseball. season. Baseball is 150 games long season. No, it's like 162, one oh. something. The thing is, my brother plays baseball, so I just, like, it's just too much baseball for me. Did you go to his games last year? I went to some of them. How were they? Were they fun? Yeah. You know what's so fun? Little League. Little League and All-Stars. It's funny. Yeah, it's so cute to see. I, I love, love watching little kids play. They're so cute. They just run around. The least fun sport to watch? Soccer. Sometimes. If so it's true. Like, if they don't score, then I'm sorry. Like, it's like they're that passing is a waste the ball around the field the entire game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think a game where there's guaranteed to be some action, some, like, hockey, hockey. then, yeah. Hockey, like, you know, when they, like, smash against the wall. My dad made this, made this observation that, like, for the Kraken, we were, like, watching how they were in playoffs last year, so we were, like, watching their playoff games, and then it was just, like, alternating, like, one of them would lose, one of them would win, and then the next game, the next day, one of them would win, one of them would lose, like, it would just, like, switch off. Okay, you know what I still can't get over is that you went to the Trevor Zegers game with that so cool goal. I did. I did. The between the legs goal. I want to be there for that. 
That just I seems was sitting so, so far up, so I couldn't even. I didn't even see it. Like I only noticed when Addie texted me the, texted me like the video. Afterwards. Oh my gosh, that what a waste. I know. Might be. Um. Anyways, we're gonna jump into a song called "Olivia" by One Direction, and then to STEM news by our dear friend Sophia Luisa. Olivia, my favorite song ever. Okay, now for the news with Haley and Chloe. First up, the U.S. Senate passed a stopgap spending gift bill late last night, avoiding a government shutdown. The bill now heads to President Biden's desk to be signed. The legislation funds four federal agencies, but only through February. That's when the House and Senate must negotiate another round of spending bills. President Biden met yesterday in San Francisco with China's president. The two leaders announced new agreements to reopen military communication and to reduce the flow of fentanyl from China and the ingredients to make the drug. Um, In Gaza and Israeli, the war, Israeli soldiers remain inside Gaza City's Al-Shifa Hospital, where thousands of displaced people and patients are sheltering. Meanwhile, the Israeli military is dropping leaflets telling residents in southern Gaza to evacuate, raising fears the war could spread. This is Haley and Chloe with this morning's news. Next up, we have Sophia Loisel with STEM News. The former Google CEO is funding a nonprofit that's building an AI scientist. Today's STEM News story is about Future House, the nonprofit that's funded by Eric Schmidt. Future House plans to develop AI tools that can analyze and summarize research papers and answer scientific questions. The tools would operate using large language models, the same type of technology that supports popular chatbots like ChatGPT. Future House wants to differentiate their tool by providing it with the ability to sift through thousands of scientific papers and independently compose hypotheses at a greater speed and scale than humans. Future House believes that the scientific process can be transformed by having AI generate hypotheses, conduct experiments, and reach conclusions. However, some previous AI tools have been prone to errors and bias, and there may be a risk of applying AI to science in the way that Future House intends to. I'm Sophia, and this is STEM news you can use on 88.9 The Bridge. Thanks for listening. An awesome news report by Sophia. Yeah, and lots of news this morning. Nice. Lots of things that are going on. For sure. Fun that we did our own news today. Yeah, we just, we we did everything. We powered through today. Um, speaking of news and upcoming events, Thanksgiving is next week. So we thought it'd be fun to do a little Thanksgiving trivia. So we have a special guest with us today. Hi. And he's going to be... Being triviaed or quizzed by us, I guess. Triviaed, yeah. Yeah, triviaed. So, Chloe, do you want to ask the little first question? Thanksgiving trivia. Okay. These might be kind of hard. I'm looking at them, and I don't know the answer my, answers myself. So, um, okay. Good luck. Okay. Thank we'll, you. We'll start out relatively easy. Okay. First question. What is an adult female turkey called? Um, <laughs> I don't, is it just a turkey? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> wait, I, it's not a tur- wait. Okay, I don't really know then. You know this. You know this thing. Think, think it's like, like in chicken, storybooks. Chicken, 
rooster, turkey. Um. Wait, what is it? What, what's the first letter of it? I'll just say it's three letters. Three. It's it's a three letter word. Yes. Oh, I'm gonna be so mad because I don't know this. I I honestly don't know. I think it's like it's like a it's a it's like a female turkey. So it's like mother. Like that's like a word that's used before often. It starts with letter H. H- oh, H- hog. No, no, <laughs> no. That's a pig. That's a pig. Wait. Um. I, I I genuinely don't know. Okay, the next letter is an E. H E something. <laughs> Could be a lot of letters. It's twenty six options. Um. I I. <laughs> just tell me. Okay, the answer is a hen. Okay, really? Since when is? Okay. <laughs> it's so not looking that good. That is that is like popular in like storybooks. I feel like. It's just like you would think, like chicken, you know? Like, yeah, like there's no hen. female. Well, no, chicken, aren't they called hens too? I don't know. Wait, so then it's a, a hen is a female chicken and a female turkey? I don't know. I don't want to spread misinformation, but that's what I think. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Hmm. I think it's up. just called a chicken. Okay, my bad. My <laughs> bad. Um, I just know that I know the word hen from somewhere. No, it does. I understand what you're saying, though, about like the storybooks. Like the children's books, having using hen a lot, but mm-hmm. I've, I've never called it called the turkey that. Okay, next well, question. Well, now you have a new term to call a turkey. Some new, um, some new information. I have a question for you. How much pumpkin pie do Americans eat every Thanksgiving? Um, is there are there like can you give me like a range or something? Because I can't even like what it's do you what millions. do you measure what do you it's measure that in like pounds? No, no, just like how many pumpkin pies? Like oh, how many pies? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say like five million. Fifty million. Fifty. Yeah. Oh yeah, five million. Not a lot. A lot of pumpkin pie. Are you a fan of pumpkin pie yourself? I'm not. I I think it's apple pie is the only way to go. I agree. Apple pie is so good. It's the best. I'm gonna I'm gonna be making some of that this year for sure. Me too. Me too. Are you a pumpkin pie type of person, either of you? I personally don't like pumpkin pie. Chloe. I don't either. But I feel like it's like a necessity, you know? You need is to get it? that Costco pumpkin pie is for it? Thanksgiving. Or should we be, like, breaking societal norms and just shun pumpkin pie and make apple pie more popular? I feel like, I, I feel like apple pie is probably more eaten than really pumpkin pie. I, I feel like it'd be more than 50 million apple pies. You'd have to search that one up. But I don't know. I feel like pumpkin pie is like a classic, like Chloe was saying. So I don't know. It depends on how like traditional people want to go. Yeah, I agree. Okay. okay. Here's another fun question. How long is the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade route in route? miles? Yes. Oh, oh, in miles? Um, It's two miles. Yeah, two and a half miles. Okay, that's, Very yeah, that's long. close enough. Yeah, that's crazy how like... People have to walk the entire thing with like all their equipment and stuff. Have you guys ever play. seen it like in person? No, it's crazy. You? It's so it's so like it's just when did, massive. When did you go? Like f- six years ago, back in the day. So you're like, did you think it was so cool seeing all like the floats and stuff? Yeah, I was a little scared. Like when I okay, I first saw it when I was like five, because I, I mean I used to live in New York, so like I kind of went every now and then, and 
I was terrified. I was like, what are these giant things? Because I didn't recognize a lot of them. So they were really scary. And then I went like six years ago. It was like, okay, I saw like, I can't even think of one off top. But like, I saw something I recognized. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Would you yeah. go again? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. You don't want to see a big blown up version of Barney? Um, <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay, this is our last question. You should probably know this one. Okay. Which two NFL teams have played a game on Thanksgiving Day since 1966? Oh, uh, the Lions and the Cowboys. That is correct. Come on. Okay, we should all, we should do one more. Okay, you can do one more. How many cranberries are in a pound? How Girl, many what? cranberries are in a pound? Um, is this this is for me, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. In a pound, maybe like forty plus four hundred. Oh, four hundred and forty. Yep. What? <laughs> Wait, in a I don't pound? know. That's an interesting one. That is an interesting question. That might have to be fact checked. I feel like. Do you guys eat um, cranberry sauce? I think it's overrated. Really? I don't think I've ever had it. I think it's amazing. Well, Chloe doesn't like like the Thanksgiving sweet. food in general. And you don't like the sweet and like salty combination. It That's depends fair. if you like that. You you have to try it though. It's it's pretty mind opening. Here's what I found. Oh, oh Siri. There's my Siri. <laughs> my bad. Well, I think Siri's telling us that it is time to wrap up breakfast on the bridge today. It is. Thank you so much for joining us for this eight a, eight a.m. hour. I'm Haley. I'm Chloe. And I'm Nick. And thank you for listening to eighty eight nine the bridge. We hope you enjoyed your helping of Breakfast on the Bridge, brought to you by our KMIH staff and dedicated to the stories, lives, and people of the Mercer Island community. We hope your dinner was as good as your Breakfast on the Bridge, and thank you for listening.